All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast, part two. This is David Smith. Uh, oh, I, I missed my cue because that was weird and different. <laughs> and I was taking a drink. Scott Weeby. Francesco. All you, right. You, I remember, like, in maybe our first or second season ever recording i did a part do i did it before it's not the first time no yeah there are like two listeners we've had that long that will probably yeah. remember that but that'd be great so in our next episode do you know what follows part do toi is it oh yeah okay nicely oh, yeah. done i have no idea if you're right or wrong he might be lying and put a believable it's face on de it toi. someone uh, come someone, on i know see, my french one two three someone knows his hamilton all right <laughs> so <laughs> That's. I hope that's where you learned it from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, this is our analytical episode. Yeah. Brian takes center stage on this one, and then we get to tell him about all the things that don't matter about expected goals. Boom, baby. <laughs> yeah, but, suck it, jerks. <laughs> <laughs> but, Brian, I, I think I want you to start with Aston Villa. You held back in our first episode of the week on this. He Three times, Scotty, tried to jump I into know, that, and, and, and we stopped him. He so said enough to convince me to go to Ollie Watkins. It was just itching to jump out of his yep. mouth. So. What I what I want to say first, because we've said this, we've, we're just we're looking ahead. We were looking ahead for what we transferred, what we were going to do. Match week thirty five is a regular match week. We know with certainty, with the exception of two teams, that there are double game weeks, double t- play, teams playing a double game week in game week thirty six and game week thirty seven. The teams that are doing that. No matter how at the beach they are, no matter how underperforming and how horrible they are at shooting, you are going to be tempted, like everyone else is, to get those people into your team. It is inevitable. Not so, people like me, but carry on. Sure. What I'm saying is, we in game week 35, like going into this, I think all of your transfers, transfer or transfers, are all with with looking ahead, depending on what chips you have left, to the doubles in game week 36 and game week 37. Do you have a chip left? Yeah, I have a bench boost. Bench boost that you're playing in. And that yawn is symbolic of how I feel <laughs> okay. about the rest of the season. The bench boost is a yawn of a chip. It really is. Yeah. Do you know what chip would be awesome? What? In, uh, uh, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In the I u- want this to be noted. Every <laughs> single time we make a hell of a suggestion... 
FPL, someone listens. Hey, I, I swear filled, in my I life. I filled out a survey for FPL. Uh, Did you? I, yeah, I filled out a survey and I put some things in there about, like, it was that one of them was this thing specifically. That okay. in the UEFA, the, it's in the app. I think it was the, the Champions League tournament thing. Okay. But one of the chips was, um, it's like a, a, like a unlimited money, like unlimited budget. One week, one where you week have unlimited budget. Yeah, where you un, one week you have an unlimited amount of money oh, to spend I love on that. players. So you can make unlimited, like you basically you you can put in anyone at any dollar amount. Wow, on your team, it's a heavy chip. Yeah, it is. And but so we know this. There's no guarantee. The more expensive right. your lineup is, it, it's fool's gold. Yeah, really, you're always tempted to go with the expensive players, which might not necessarily work out. Yeah, Either for way, sure. that's a fun chip. To that have. is a fun. Chip. Whatever. All that to say, the doubles are, I think everyone is looking ahead in some way to the teams who double. And game week 36, it's the heavy hitters. Your guys. Liverpool have a double game week. Of all the teams who could double, Liverpool is one of them in game week 36. Manchester City still has a double to be scheduled as we sit here. Chelsea doubles in 36. Tottenham and Arsenal double in 36. And that's not even getting into the fact that Leicester, Leeds, Everton, Villa, Norwich, Watford, all of them have double match weeks. It's half the league has a double in game week 36. All of that to say, the reason why we were starting with Aston Villa is because they are one of the teams who, like I just said, has a double in game week 36. And as we said last podcast, doubles also in game week 37. Aston Villa will play five matches in the next three game weeks. The reason why I want to start there is just because they scored zero goals against Leicester in a really lackluster kind of match that had some good chances for both sides, and that's the most you can say about it. To me, the players that anyone is going to look at from Aston Villa are Ollie Watkins, Philippe Coutinho, and Matty Cash. As we sit here right now, Matty Cash is the number one transfer in for defenders. Coutinho is sixth most transferred in midfielders. And Watkins is fourth most transferred in for forwards. Dave, you are doing the transfer to Cash or you are going to wait and see on this? I am really itching. Okay. I, I don't, I, I'm not sure yet. I know Schmeichel's coming in. I don't know. And or I tell you, I thought about Emiliano Martinez. Right. I don't think that's a crazy choice. Especially after this. This was the one week where you think defensively they've been horrible and they managed and to keep a clean sheet. And all of a sudden they, they, they show up with a clean, clean sheet. sheet. So, Matty Cash, I just want to say, like, you, he had halls of defense. Like, everybody went to him because he, he scored uh, almost like 50 points, basically, in game weeks 27 and 28. He followed up game weeks 27 and 28 by going 1-2-1-0-6 in the last five game weeks. So the reason why I'm hesitant with Matty Cash, as much as he's shown potential, is just that he's taken four shots in yeah. the last five weeks. Right. So a guy who went absolute bonkers in two really good game weeks has not done the same thing. Yeah. And that's been really, like, I think that's been the Villa story. Mm. Is haven't done that much. Right. I just like comparative, like to in the in his big game weeks, 
game weeks 25 to 28, he was in the box 15 times, had 15 touches in the box, which was second most of any defender. In the last five game weeks, he's been in the box. He's had eight touches in the box. Not, he's barely cracking the top 10 for defenders for touches in the box. Like, he's just one of those guys that, like, I know everyone is going to, like, you, it, the, the numbers are there. Everyone is going to him right now. I just, I just don't know. I just feel like this Aston Villa team has been so wishy-washy. Where are they in the table, by the way? Where is Villa in the table? Villa is... Are they 15th? Villa is 15th. They are not that far above 16th. They have, they have 37 <laughs> points. Leeds United, 34 points. Yeah. Burnley, 31 Everton twenty nine. I feel so like Everton's no in eighteenth. I feel like no. It, it, maybe it's a Villa thing. Maybe it's just because they're so far down there that they like, and the and the relegation battle feels like it's only between a couple teams. Right. Why can't Villa get sucked into that vortex? Like, what is stopping them from getting like yanked down so further? They're gonna play. Would you say five games? That's the in th- four match weeks. If they were to somehow lose all of them. They're in trouble. They could be in trouble. Yes. I don't think they will. You would just say, like, they probably are too talented overall. They're they're on the the precipice of Scott's standard for success of staying up, which is however many games played have that many points. Right? Yep. So the positive for them is that in game week 35, they are home to Norwich. So it might be... You just think that should be three points for them. Maybe it could be pookie time. It could be pookie time. Uh, (laughs) This was a week where a lot of managers who lost said that we were the better team, and that included Norwich. Um, Really? That included Dean Smith. Dean Smith said that? Yes. After seeing what Sam Byram did and then seeing what Tim Krul did, he said he that still as said in, they were the better team. He said that as in we like he made the he he made the the comment of we had the better chances we just didn't take them and you get punished in this league when you don't. So uh, so we were we felt like they were the better team and had better chances okay. in the early part of the match. He's not to be listened to anymore. <laughs> oh man, so, you cannot use the like mental lapse doesn't even begin to describe what those two men Byram and Cruel did. To contribute to this loss. Dean Smith, shut your mouth. Matty Cash is the number one transfer in, I think, largely because this week it's Norwich. But then, look. Look ahead. Game week 36. Aston Villa play at Burnley. And then they're home to Liverpool. What is good about Aston Villa's double game week 36? Is that good? It doesn't feel good. I'll tell you that. It doesn't feel that good. Burnley has got top five mojo right now. And you, no one wants to touch Liverpool. So is Aston Villa, like, can they keep a clean sheet against Burnley? I don't know. Are they fighting hard? Uh, Burnley is. Burnley is fighting hard. It's the double for Villa in game week 37 that, to me, that's where it really stands out. They play both matches at home to Crystal Palace and Burnley. All of that to say... I'm not crazy about Matty Cash, but I understand it. Right. Philippe Coutinho, look, you know what he's capable of because he's a magician. It's just that the, similar to the, all of the other guys. Game weeks 24 to 28, 
Philippe Coutinho was the number one scoring midfielder overall. The last five game weeks, he has 11 FPL points. Right. The same number as Daniel Podence. He has (laughs) one more point in the last five game weeks than John Joe Shelby. Oh, my. Wow. So, there you go. Where he was one of the top shooting midfielders in his big weeks, he is now barely cracking the top 10. He has four shots on target, which is like, like, overall for midfielders is not horrible. It's just a very middling performance for somebody who's so supposed to be so magical. Yeah. It just seems symptomatic of the whole team. The reason why I said Ollie Watkins is because where Matty Cash blew up in game weeks 27 and 28, Philippe Coutinho was like a no-brainer choice. Everyone had him in in that same, in that same time frame. Ollie Watkins was way down on the list in forward shooting, scoring. He was outside the top 10 in FPL points in shots, shots on target. He was, you know, it was only 19 touches in the box in game weeks 24 to 28. In the last five game weeks, Ollie Watkins is now in the top five in all statistical categories for forwards. Wow. And like I said this week against Leicester, he seemed most likely to. Danny Ings, where is that guy? He's kind of not a factor. So can he be a factor? Maybe. It's just that definitely for this week, you look at Ollie Watkins, home to Norwich, and you think, Listen, I'm um, not going to get a better forward matchup yeah, than this. On this podcast, you're the, you're the hot hand right now, so I'm listening to you. I'm going with Ollie Watkins. All right. So I just want to say those are the three like extremely trendy choices for the very obvious reasons. And I re- to me, I, I really am only intrigued by one of them. And it's the forward option. Sure. I, like, I, like I said, I understand the move to cash. I, I just, I don't know. I like it. I like it. A little bit of a contrarian take. It's a good thing. Uh, you're a little bit worried about rotation in some other clubs. Talk about that. Yeah, so uh, we've already talked about We talked about it the last couple weeks. I think everybody's ex- assuming for Leicester. We've already seen it. Like, Leicester... Because they have an eye on this, on the Europa Conference, Europa Conference matches. Good for you, Foxes. They, they, yeah, they are. So this week, that I think Thursday they play Roma. Leicester, we already said we know that they're they have their eyes on the look the, the last competition that matters that's a, for them. Oh, like I know that we all kind of papooed Europa Conference. I'm raising my hand as guy who did that. Mm-hmm. That's a big matchup right there, Leicester and Roma. Jose Mourinho's Roma. And then the other side, Marseille and Feyenoord, like, that's a decent match. So what I'm saying is, like, I just just wonder who you can trust. Everyone, like, I had Harvey Barnes weeks ago looking ahead to this, and it was a disaster. You get a goal out of Harvey Barnes last week. Right. James Madison, how many people? You're on Madison right now. Do you love it? I hate it. Right. And I just think, but I'm gonna stick with him because you got a double double, and who else is gonna play? But see, I just think that's where Madison seems to be most likely. However, even last week, where they had a double match, a double a double game week last week, which was the reason why so many people went to those guys. I know Barnes and Madison both Didn't got start. rested. I like, know you, the two guys. You the just, one guy who's not getting rested is Drewsbury Hall. Yes, that it, we and there there are plenty of budget options that we could talk about later. But either way, like in the last five matches defensively, they have not had the same lineup in their defense 
in any competition. Like they, they like some guys like Soyanchu plays a lot of them. Fofana's back, so he's getting in there the last three weeks. Castagna is coming in. Sometimes it's Luke Luke Thomas. Justin's been in there, but then here comes Ricardo Pereira every once in a while. Like there is nobody defensively that you look at and you're like, yes, got to get that guy. I just have to say one thing for those who are stuck on this mentally. Dave will get the name of Dewsbury Hall right by next season. Yes. Okay, yeah. keep going. Okay. And <laughs> guess who was back this week? Jamie Vardy. Are you glad I'm back, Dave? Vardy's back and Scott's back. Scott's back. Vardy's back. <laughs> Vardy's a huge differential. Scott's a huge differential. Uh, Fact. Don't know how to take that. Can trust Scott worth a crap. Can't trust Vardy worth a crap. I, I just look. I get the uh, to me. Yeah, it's Dewsbury Hall. It's Madison or it's Schmeichel for Leicester. I don't know how you could look at any other guy. And even with Madison, I just think I just don't is it know. possible? Yeah, Yakupovic could make a, an appearance if that happens. If Schmeichel gets rested in one of the doubles. That's that's it. Pack it up. <laughs> and pack up the season right then. He's a long-time pod favorite. Yakupovins. Yeah. I need Yakupovins. Elden Yakupovins. He was Yakupovics. A, that's a throwback. Yakupovins. One of the greatest. I wish I could bring up that soundbite. I know. We've done that multiple <laughs> We did that six years ago. Yeah. It's amazing. Either oh, way, yeah, way. I am concerned about Lester, especially because – Leicester's one of those clubs that's going to play a lot, and it's at the worst possible time of their season, the next two weeks. It, because if they advance somehow, I don't. Do you think they advance? Do they beat Roma? They might. I mean, that, they could. They sure, could. Why not? I yeah. think, they could. Leicester on their day's a decent team. The I think the Europa Conference League final then is like three days after the end of the season or something. Makes sense, yeah. It's like right after. So even then, like after all of this planning for all of this stuff, you're still going to have those guys not probably available to you in the last week of the season. The other like the other two guys that I feel like are just, I, I don't know what you do with them. Can you trust Marcus Alonso? No. Chelsea assets also, I think we already saw, like, you know, we, we talked about it. Like they, they have their eye on the FA Cup final. The, the result, I think the way that it was uh, said by other other uh, Chelsea fans and kind of that was out there prior to this week was the next, this week, what happens against Manchester United and then what happens to them next week? Chelsea plays. I don't know. I'm looking Everton. at. Chelsea I'm looking plays at, at Everton. I'm looking at Roma's lineups trying to figure out uh, if they're going to be able to provide a threat to Leicester. Chelsea plays at Everton this week. There's enough of a gap in time before the FA Cup final that I think that they just need to get rhythm for anyone and everyone. Right. So for sure. the, the, I think this, the starting lineup that you've seen here is probably the pretty stable one, okay. but like how many people like Reese James, his price went up this week. I see it. That's I insane. see that it That's went insanity. up because it went up for a, for the obvious reason because he's played, but didn't play because he was not injured and he was about to play a double match week. And then he did not play a double match. <laughs> like I said last pod, I do not know how you can look at him as somebody who's a reliable figure for the rest of the season. The way the Chelsea uh, matches fall. So you would think, because the report came out that like Reese was not injured, 
uh, and they were just being extreme. It was extreme caution. You'd think he starts this week or this Thursday against Manchester United. They turn right back around four days later for Everton. So that's probably enough of a gap, assuming he doesn't uh, that he doesn't get injured again. That he'll play against Everton. They have a full week before they play their double against Wolves with Wolves and Leeds. But the Leeds match, the second of in game week thirty six, the second match of Chelsea's double is four days before the FA Cup final. I'm gonna say that there is no chance he that he plays Leeds. That he plays against Leeds. Yeah. Liverpool's the final, and then uh, it's three days later after the FA Cup final that they play Leicester. Wow. I would just think, I can't imagine that Reese comes back and goes right back in in Leicester after. I hate to use Reese as the template for the rest of the Chelsea team. I just don't know who you can count on to play all of those matches, especially defensively. The reason why I ask about trusting Alonso is that they don't have anyone else in his literal position. They have players who can play there, but will they? Like, I think the feeling is he's the best choice for what they have right this moment. So, I don't know. I just that to me that's a rotation thing. And then of course for Manchester City, what do you, does like, Chalaba play as long as Rudiger's out? Is that the only reason why he's playing? He only played this week because Christensen was out. But Christensen played this week. Because he, no, he did not. Christensen was a late scratch, and Chalaba came in for Christensen. There was like a last-minute change to the lineup that brought Chalaba in. Awesome. So for what Christensen. Got you. I totally see that now. Yeah. So that means he's definitely not starting next match, probably. I have no idea. There's no way of knowing. Why do they hate Chalaba so much? I think they like Chalaba. And now, and now that you've got Rudiger and Christensen both reportedly on their way out, Rudiger going, you know, reportedly going to Madrid, yeah. and I think Christian, where was Christensen? Barcelona. I think also also Spain. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was. I Barcelona. thought it was Barcelona. They've got that. Chalaba is going to be right now. It's Thiago Silva and Chalaba as like the only two like guys that might be there next year. It doesn't even make sense. Havertz and Mount are probably this are your safe choices. Werner has played himself into a regular role, at least as a forward, with Lukaku playing the kind of the substitute here or Pulisic coming in for him. Either way, it's just hard to trust these guys. I was going to say with De Bruyne, Pep said he has an ankle. He's been managing. He called it a, a like a despicable an- Ooh, a ankle, despicable ankle, ankle injury. Yeah, he said something mm, like Scott despicable, uh, disturbing, disturbing. No. <laughs> he said, Kevin, uh, it doesn't look like it, but he's playing with some disturbing niggles in his ankles for the kicks that he got in the last few games. Disturbing niggles is different than despicable that's niggles. A, that's Atletico Madrid. And when you said despicable. Well, yes, that for I'm sure. I'm sure. sure they were kicking. I could I'm only sure they think were all of, kicking at everyone's ankles. I can only think There's of probably lots of disturbing Despicable me. Yeah. Either way. I like despicable ankle injury. This week they didn't like they got the best case for him this week. They got they got Watford. He got an assist. He played what fifty five minutes or something like that. Yeah, two fantasy assists. It he I mean he had a he had a great game. He was great again, and they got to trans they got to sub him out really early. So again, like it's guys like that. Like I feel like you're gonna have there's got to be some expectation management with a lot of these guys. It's it's the same thing as it always is with the city player. I mean. Someone like Kevin De Bruyne can 
play 55 minutes but get you two assists and maybe a goal before he goes out. And that's okay. And like Pep is saying, every game is a final. He's yeah. calling the. He's saying we get to play a final this weekend against Leeds. No, he yeah. He, so, he's saying if they drop any points in the league, Liverpool will win the title. Yeah, is what he's so they they said, said we. He is saying not only we need to win, but we got to get that goal differential up. So I think the best player, the best players are going to play, and De Bruyne. Yep. They are not like it's De Bruyne or no one. There so, is right, no yeah, one like true. him. What about so, Jesus? Jesus. So that's well, that's the big question. So let's we, mention him at this point. Got a quarter pounder. Puts you a quarter pounder. No one's this got a week. quarter pounder all year until right now. Twenty-four fantasy points. He's had took the second most shots. He created three chances. I mean, he was creative too. He Sterling. He should have assisted a, a Sterling goal. Yeah, Sterling, Sterling Sterlinged this this game. He did. He did Sterling. He's in the box the most. Jesus is currently your number one most transferred in forward, and I just f- feel like that is insane. That is insane. That's reactionary. I, I am. I am completely baffled. Like what? What about him do you think? Like, what are the odds that he keeps his starting spot in the league? Like, <laughs> I get yeah. he's like, he right. probably played himself into a starting, a starting job against Madrid on Wednesday. The lineup for City against Madrid on Wednesday is going to say a lot. He'll probably start. I imagine, like, they need him to start. Does he start after that? Like, the whole thing, this, the, the end of the season has been their forward players are, are, are basically interchangeable. That Foden, yeah. Sterling, Jesus, Grealish almost. They can, in a way, could throw him there if they Biggest wanted to. The season, Jack Grealish. Like, they just have multiple players that can function in, that, in those places. I'm just, I'm, man, I just feel like that is a lot of money to spend on a guy that could very well play zero. Yep, agree. Next question. Which of Liverpool defenders do you have? Andy Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, other. I have Robertson and other. You have Mate. I do. You have Robertson. Just Robertson. Yeah. You have not gotten Trent back. No. Did you think about getting Trent back? No, I'm sticking with Robertson. I thought about it hard this week. I, the, the way the money kept working out, it was too much. I just kept looking at him like, no, I think I'm just going to stick with Robertson. This week, anyone who kept Salah or who had Robertson is thrilled. And like, I did. I had both. Right. So <laughs> it's a it's a week where it like, but and they are the reason. By the way, I have green arrows. The, those two guys. That's pretty much it. You there just isn't like at this point. We we talked about this weeks and weeks ago. There just isn't a time frame that you can look at for Trent and for Robertson, where Robertson is not basically miles ahead of Trent. Well, for the price, especially right. Even if he scores one or two less Both. points. I'm saying, yes, yeah. yes. But now the, now you also have that factor. Right. Since game week 22, Andy Robertson, 100 points. Trent, 70. Wow. In the last five weeks, Robertson, 27 points. Trent, 15. Yeah. Like, the gap has... It has grown to be so huge between the well, two of and them, the, the and that test, is unthinkable. The eye test, too. So you, you think about this, this match against Everton. Trent got pressured. Anthony Gordon laid it on him. Yeah. And you know, he, you just, it seemed like he had some giveaways that he maybe doesn't yep, necessarily do. He's had that for the do. last couple of matches. Anthony Gordon was running circles around Trent Alexander-Arnold. I mean, it was crazy. When they were in, in a foot race, Anthony Gordon was by far faster than Trent Alexander-Arnold. And that created problems for Trent. And so, yeah, I mean, right now it's Andy Robertson. 
I just wonder, like right now, Matip is the third most transferred in for defenders. Robertson's fourth. I just feel like that that's money. That has to be the clue to what everybody's but that's looking money. at and that's thinking. Money. Yeah, for sure. It's it is money. Isn't it funny though how Joel Matip has turned himself into a fantasy asset? Yeah, I know there are some people questioning who's the guy that's ke- that keeps scoring for them in the Champions League. <laughs> who's the guy that comes in? Who's the center back that comes in that has played? Kanate? Yes. Yeah. That Kanate's been extremely good, and so the question of whether or not he could get some league minutes. Yeah. I mean, he's good enough to do it. Wait, is he? Yeah. It's just, I mean, Liverpool doesn't have a, an enormous squad, but they have exactly what they need for all the competitions they're in. Kanate, he's playing the Cups. Matip's playing the league. I mean, it seems. I mean, I'm generalizing a little bit there, but and that's okay. And then Virgil plays it all because he's Virgil and he's right. not human. So I mean, it it, it works. Would you Gomez, be mad? Would you be mad if if Kanate comes in for Matip one of these? Weeks? Yeah, you'd scream would, your head off. I would scream my head off. James Ward Prowse had a really great mat, match week this week. Oh, I don't know. That, I don't know if anybody. Of saw course that he did. Not. I need to ask this question again. Dave, yeah, go how, ahead. Many, how many points of his are in your? This total. current week, yeah. none. Yeah. But for the season, a whole hell of a lot. Who is now that guy's in the top uh, ten know. in fantasy scoring. I feel like there's been at least four or five weeks, which is the majority of his. He has been the differential multiple times in me in weeks when no one else had him. In, in me lineup? In me lineup. All right, Tyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should have been in me lineup this week. <laughs> Yes, he should have. Just love that he had 15 points. Oh, brutal. Do you think uh, sellers of Bukayo Saka are feeling all kinds of regret right now? A little. Did they forget that he was playing Manchester United this I week? think so. I Do you know that nearly 300,000 people transferred I, I Saka out this I know week? I'm an Arsenal homer here, but I... As I've well stated on this pod, I try not to own Arsenal players. <laughs> I do own Saka. Yeah. Felt really good starting him this week. Yeah. And... As I should. Probably I should have captained him this yeah, week. Yeah, for sure. Do you think the United name still carries some weight, though, for people? No. It should not. Not man. Not for, not I for tell expert. you, when I saw Harry Maguire wasn't playing, I'm like, oh, boy. Not for expert FPL players. We might not players. be able to score today if Harry is not playing, but then I saw that. I'm talking about, like, the amateur FPL players. The the. Oh, yeah, like looking at. Like, like oh, it's a... United. I mean, what is the color code job for United at this point? Are they gray? They should be green. <laughs> Should be green. Should be 100 percent green. green. Light. Especially for the end of the season. Yeah, I just want to say like he scored a, he scored the penalty. He's taking penalties. If Saka's on penalties, why anyone would think about selling him this week? Even now, I don't know what in the world you're thinking. They're so- gonna buy him back. Saka's on penalties. I just look at his statistics statistically overall. The last however, like especially like five weeks, I feel like is always a fair assessment of a of a player's performance, especially if they played all the minutes in five weeks. Saka is like not only the most offensive in terms of shooting and shots in the box and big chances and stuff like that. He's one of the most creative players of the of midfielders too. He's just having a season. I just don't know what you're doing at this point, especially for a guy who for Arsenal is taking penalties. Is he hurt? Because no. I know he's got yeah, the triangle. No, he looked not. fine. As I know, they substitute him because they said injury. But when he was walking off the pitch, he, was fine. he, he looked he looked he, completely fine. He, he was uh, getting out of the game at that moment. That's what he needed to do. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes was fantastic again. Guimaraes this week. Do you remember him from yeah. Newcastle we United? How to say last week? His I, neck. The next three <sighs> Newcastle matches are absolute doo doo, and so I don't want. 
Bruno is a Bruno G is a massive transfer in so far. This well, maybe week. we should not talk about Bruno G. I just week. think that he just that he was so good yet again. And Newcastle, he's a he's a top he's a top three midfielder transfer right now. As Newcastle is about to play Liverpool, Manchester City, and Arsenal in their next. Scott's got a question. Yes, Scott. I do have a question. I I I know that Newcastle fans have to love the results they're getting, mm-hmm. but have a club's Results ever been so irrelevant as these results are for Newcastle? Not for these guys. They're in they're, ninth. Yeah, they're they're they want to finish top ten. Scott building the momentum with all the oil money that's coming into their <laughs> squad. That's the talk of the town. Yeah, talk Newcastle, of the town look means at them. so much, doesn't it? It means so much. They're getting such good publicity right now. Who wouldn't want to play for Newcastle? Okay, I I just I just am curious. No to my question. I I've We've just, never seen such irrelevant good results before. I mean, it's they had. I'm such, happy about it. I like Eddie Howe as a person. He's the fourth most transferred in behind Eddie Howe. Uh, no, Bruno G. Oh, okay. Uh, for some reason, De Bruyne is number one. Saka is number two. Mount at three. Bruno G. Right Sala there at four. Owners going to De Bruyne. Salah's the fifth most transferred in. Okay, well, I don't understand that. I, what do I, I know? I yeah, I'm I'm not sure what is happening with transfers this week. Either way, uh, statistically, this is your rundown so far this week. The, la- the only other person I would want to talk about is Wolf Zaha, just because in the last five weeks there is nobody putting shots on goals, yeah. shots on target. Every Palace highlight reel is shot after Zaha. shot of Zaha. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one guy. Don't forget that he's on penalties this week. Regardless of how it finishes up with, with Chelsea, Wilf took seven shots this week and had five on target. He's the number one. Like No matter what, in a one-game week, it was the Zaha show for Crystal Palace. I don't know how in the world they didn't score today against Leeds, but it could be that Leeds has Jesse Marsh magic. I don't know. Um, it, it, that's the thing. Marsh magic is a thing. In fact, you know what? I'm going to tease the third episode of this week. And say that I'm going to talk about why Marsh Magic is a thing. You have a bench boost chip, and that's it. Yeah. You have a bench boost chip, and that's it. Bench boosting 36. I have a free hit and a bench boost remaining. My plan is to play a bench boost in 36, and I have a free hit to use in game week 37. My my, if For people who are still holding on to a free hit for whatever reason, my feeling is... <laughs> If you need a budget midfielder, and by budget I mean less than five million on, pounds on the free hit, you've got Anthony Gordon, Drewsbury Holm, Dewsbury. That's what or Drewsbury. That, that's what Dave said. Dewsbury Hall. I love that. Bruno G. While he's still under five, he is still under five. Wait, Bruno G's under. Five. Bruno G is four point nine. What the hell? I know. He's probably he might be five tonight. Not, I don't know. I'm not paying attention to FPL, but that's shocking. To me, those are the three big ones. Like if you you know the Bruno G, like the Dewsbury Hall is still is four point four. That is wow. wild. I feel like wow. that's a wild price. James Junior. Stop. Yes. Scott. Ma- little Mads. Stop. Little Mads. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. I would just like to throw out there as other other enabler midfielder options, especially for for free hitters. Uh, knowing that in game week 37, one of the other double teams is Burnley. Josh Brownhill 
is back to playing. Uh, you have to talk about Burnley assets to I'm, end the season. You have Brown, to say Brownhill. Brownhill. So, it is, seems like he's been. Brownhill is four point three. It's weird. In the last five game weeks, he's gotten you twenty one. FPL points. That is not horrible no. for five weeks from a guy who costs that much. That's just a wild thing. He is the fifth most creative midfielder overall in the last five weeks. And because of the injury to who just broke his ankle, who's the guy that just had, had fractured his leg or whatever, who's the guy that they uh, – Westwood, Ashley Westwood. Ashley Westwood. He is replaced in the lineup by, by Brownhill. Brown so Brownhill is not losing his starting spot. 4.3, amazing enabler. Uh, I also would want to talk about Jan Elt from Brentford, who is also under five. Uh, he has taken as many shots in the last five weeks as Kai Havertz and Kevin De Bruyne, and he's scored 24 fantasy points in the last five weeks. I just there there are names. If you really want to go crazy and you want to go to Anthony Alanga, who keeps who is who's been very good of all the of all the Manchester United players, Alanga has been fantastic. Uh, he's at 4.8. You just have a, a long list of guys who are well under five who are options for your team. To me, I want the guy that I'm, I don't know how you could overlook it. Anthony Gordon, I know like he was popular weeks and weeks ago because he looked good. This week, he looked fantastic. He, he is Everton's most valuable player. And I, to, I, to he me, looks good, but does he produce fantasy-wise? Not 20, often. 20 fantasy points for Gordon in the last five weeks. Like, I just, it's not, it's not a great total. I'm just saying a guy who's going to play twice, a guy in game week 37 where Everton play home to Brentford and home to Crystal Palace in, like, desperate, desperate times for them, it's not a bad guy to At have. At a 4-6. 4-6, a, a guy I, who I is going to be part of a bench boost or who's going to yep. be in your team Love as Anthony a as yep. a, as a enabler for a free hit. Uh, Anthony Gordon seems to me like the guy to choose there. That's all I got. So I know that some people would say, well, this isn't analytical. But you know what? It's about as analytical as expected goals is, Dave. I have... All-star listener Ben's mojo table, fresh, okay. hot off the press I as love, of 12, okay. 12 minutes ago. I love the mojo table. He sent this to us. Liverpool and Man City are on fire, of course. He's got Liverpool number one in the table. And I get I it. agree with that. I get it. Absolutely get it. They feel, I I know, the man, the City-Liverpool league match, City felt like, watching it felt like the clear better team. Yeah. And I know that the, the FA Cup semifinal, there was no De Bruyne. But Liverpool, it felt different. Yeah, and watching Liverpool, it always feels—it feels like it's, they are—they feel different. Sure. Yeah. I just I, I I would agree with putting them first. Newcastle is third wow. in the Mojo table, and you can't argue with that. They Ryan, are. Red you already hot. talked about that earlier. Yep, and that's what I think it's going to come crashing to a halt with their next three fixtures. Maybe. Maybe. We will see. The mojo table is very fluid. So that's why I'm asking, though, that they've been so good. That's why I'm. I they might be able to carry I just, some of that I'm just saying. I just wonder yes. if it's not like they're playing with high confidence, and they. I just wonder if it's not a bit trappy for the for the good clubs that they're about to play. That's Arsenal's all. also a red hot team. They're As fourth a, on the mojo table. Back up. I on don't the know. Mo- Look, I love to see that. I feel like it's a little higher than they, maybe they should be. They do have back to back wins against Chelsea and United. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just thought like those three losses, those three losses in a row killed me. But what club feels great about themselves right now? Um, who was it that it was a one of the uh, one of the English TV pundits who said that the the battle for the, like the battle for the the title is a heavyweight fight, and the battle for top four is a pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> who just fair. said that? I don't know. Probably Somebody Neville just said that. Michael yeah, Richards. it was some. I cannot remember who it was. But either way, just to say, all of those teams that are fighting for fourth are all like they've all been so wishy washy. Yeah. I get it. Spursy being Spursy is a thing, but holy cow! How do how do you not say that Chelsea did the same thing when they got absolutely smacked by Arsenal and barely they have to get a late Pulisic winner to to get a win this week. Newcastle made the highest jump up the mojo table. Brentford made the second highest jump up. They are in the tickled pink category. Yeah, as they should be. I agree. They're on fire. And then moving further down the table, we'll eliminate kind of the middle clubs. He's got Manchester United at 15th, and you can't argue with that. No. You can't argue with that at all. I mean, I might Raniak put- is saying Champions League is done. Everyone's looking ahead. To you the could argue. Manage. I was going to say, I, Burnley. I, would put, I would put Manchester United at 19th. Well, 19th is Everton on this Mojo table, which feels about right. Only Norwich is below them. And your yeah. boys from Aston Villa are 17th in the feeling blue category. I just feel like Aston Villa, they're just such a nothing. They've been such nothing. They're, they're for, beachy. For, they're the beachiest of beachy teams. I just, I mean, I read, you the, I read you the last five scores for Matty Cash, and they get a clean sheet this week. It's the only reason why he gets a six. And I just, even that, you just think, like, that's not a deserved six. That's yeah. just a that's just a six that happened. Yeah, and no, it just they it just feel like a more, team. It yeah. just feels like a team that's happening right now. We've been talking about clubs at the beach over the last month. This was the game week where it was like obvious, like okay, Leicester Villa nil nil, you know, Southampton Brighton. I know there were four goals in that match, but I mean, outside of JWP's magic, what do you have in that match? You know, Palace and Leeds, they went for it today, but nil-nil. And what are they actually playing for at this point? Yeah. Um, Leeds is actually playing for something. Palace uh, is still playing because because Vieira has them playing. Yeah, that's true. They're playing for Vieira. But, I mean, Wolves, I don't know. What are they playing for? They were playing for Europe, and now they are not playing for Europe, which to me, Wolves, I I can't think. Wolves and Brighton, to me, are the two teams. If I was going to put a big black line through players from any team, if I could do that on the (laughs) drop-down list of players, it would be Wolves and Brighton players first. There's nothing appealing about any of them going out for the rest of the season. To me, that like they are in the they are in the Manchester United category of players of like why would you even consider these players? There's nothing appealing there. I don't man Manchester United, I don't know how you don't put them near at or near the bottom. Yeah, it's valid. Dave we have given you the analytics you need, I think. I think Brian's hit on some really important topics for you to consider as we head into game week 35. Completely is there anybody right. else that you're, I mean, is there anybody else that you're thinking about that you're looking at? Like, what would, what would I do with that guy? I just, I feel like these are all the huge transfers in this week. The, the, the Chelsea players were huge this week because of a double. All the players that we just talked about are going to be are already people are jumping on it ahead of time because they're about to go into double weeks. I know, and this doesn't. I, I'm looking at it. I think I might because of if I make the move like I talked about for for Matty Cash, I might actually go Martinez. And I know that Villa is a beachy. We're talking about it. Like, what are they even playing for? 
I just feel like their matchups are so good. Mm-hmm. Going into the next their next five matchups, and four of the five are at home for Villa. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, like that is different than playing on the road. But like we said, one of those home matches is against Liverpool. I know who will likely win three nil. Probably, but I don't even care about that match because okay. the other one, like this week, they're playing against Norwich at right. home. So it's like. I don't know. It's just going to be tough. I'm looking at, like, Martinez or Schmeichel bringing in, and I, it just feels yeah. hard. Everybody's been going to Schmeichel. He's a very – it's one of the most obvious picks. That's it. Anyways, all right. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.